Hello and welcome to the Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. In this episode, the Stock Podcast is really excited to bring you an interview with, for the first time, two C-suite executives on the program at the same time. Jimmy Brock is the CEO of Consol Energy and Dave Connie is the company's CFO. The other thing that's really great about this is that they're both the CEO and CFO of another company called Consol Coal Resources. Consol Coal Resources is Consol Energy's MLP, or Master Limited Partnership. Similar to what you see in the midstream space, Consol Energy is the general partner and sponsor of Consol Coal Resources. So Consol Energy has a ticker symbol of CEIX, and Consol Coal Resources has the ticker symbol CCR. Consol Energy's core asset is the Pennsylvania Mining Complex. The Pennsylvania Mining Complex is widely viewed as the premier coal mining complex in the US. Consol also owns a marine terminal on the East Coast from which it delivers coal to international markets. So let's just touch on the financials very, very briefly and then we'll get to the interview and stick around after the interview to hear my thoughts and a brief recap on what was discussed. Console has a market cap of almost 900 million and as of the most recent quarter, 3Q18, the company has about $250 million of cash on the balance sheet. Gross debt is about 880 million, which puts the total enterprise value at about 1.7 billion after accounting for the minority interest. CCR, or the MLP, has a market cap of almost 450 million and total debt of almost 180 million, putting the total enterprise value at about 650 million. Console Energy doesn't currently pay a dividend, but the company's free cash flow profile is, it, well, it's extremely attractive. Now, this is in Consol's investor slides, but free cash flow from the Pennsylvania mining complex alone during the 2014 to 2017 period averaged almost $300 million per year. Now, relative to today's market cap, that's a free cash flow yield of about 33%. However, the MLP that I mentioned earlier, CCR, owns a 25% interest in PAMC. So Consol Energy obviously sees a benefit there because it owns the controlling interest in CCR, but it also owns a pretty significant amount of limited partner units. But whereas Consol Energy doesn't pay a dividend, they do have an investment vehicle that does. So CCR, the MLP, pays $2.05 per share in dividends, which results in a distribution yield or a dividend yield of about 12.5% based on today's share price. There are five Wall Street analysts who cover Consol, and four out of the five have buy ratings. The average price target for all five analysts is about $71 a share, which means the implied return based off of that target price is almost 125%. So there are some acronyms that are used during the interview. They include MATS, that is the Mercury and Air Toxics Standards, that's from the EPA, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the interview. P and M, but you might hear it as P and M, and that's production and maintenance. There's BTU, which 
For all of you non-science folks, that's a British thermal unit. I'm sure I've missed a couple of acronyms, so keep an eye out for the transcript where I'll include links to relevant acronyms and information that's discussed during the interview. Before we get to Jimmy and Dave, I would like to ask for some support. This podcast is a full-time job for me. If you do get a lot of value out of the IWTB podcast, please check out the support the show page on the website. It's super easy to donate and every penny helps. All right, I'll stop and let's just get to the interview with Consol's CEO and CFO. Jimmy and Dave with Consol Energy, thank you so very much for joining the IWTB podcast. It's going to be a real pleasure talking about your business. Well, thanks for having us and we enjoy doing it. It's great to be here on this podcast here. Well, I'm really happy to have you guys. And um, I start out all these interviews just asking about my guests' backgrounds. So if the two of you wouldn't mind just sharing just a little bit about yourselves and, and your background in the, the coal industry and specifically with Consol. Okay, fair question. I'll start out. Uh, all of my working career has practically been with Consol Energy. I started in the late 70s as a summer student, working there as I was going to school. And then when I graduated, I went to work full time. I've been with Consol from the P&M workforce, which is production and maintenance, you know, working as a union worker, then working as a typical early worker, and then work my way into management. And in the management roles, I've had just about everyone that we have in the company. I started out as a, you know, as an engineer, then I worked some as a assistant foreman, a foreman, shift foreman, mine foreman, assistant superintendent, superintendent, VP of operations, senior VP of operations, chief operating officer, all the way up to the CEO position, which I currently hold today. It's been a great career for me. Got to meet many, many different people. But what was interesting about the coal industry is I quickly wanted to not only be able to supervise people, but I wanted to understand what they do. And I think with me having the opportunity to run and operate the equipment for the first few years of my career was a great advantage for me because people that are in the workforce know that when they're telling me about a problem, I understand what it is and I can provide help if needed. Also, I was very lucky to be surrounded by a great team my entire career. You know, I have a lot of experience in putting in a singular coal mine, the simple straight-in mine cut, all the way up to a very complex mining, long-wall complex, such as we have in the Pennsylvania Mining Complex. So not only do I have the experience and have been able to gain that in seven different states in my career, I've also been around from the start, from ground up, to building these large mining complexes, which I think has served me really, really well. So that's a real quick take on my background. Yeah, thanks for that, Jimmy. Yeah, and uh, my background is a little different, which uh, is very, I guess, say complementary to what Jimmy does. I, I came really from Wall Street, and I started falling coal at uh, Lehman Brothers in 1993. So I've gotten to see a lot of commodity cycles. I also followed oil and gas, iron ore, steel, and I spent a lot of my career mapping out the globe and really understanding a lot of the, the trends that drive uh, the commodity markets. And so we, we spent a lot of time trying to make sure we understand these trends, whether it's our competition against natural gas, the global uh, story for coal and cycles. And, and so um, I spent uh, about almost 20 years before I came to Consol 
And then when I came into Consol in 2011, I was the understudy to the CFO for a couple of years, and then I became the CFO. And so if you looked and see what we've done, we've uh, a lot of restructuring, created multiple different companies. We've done a lot of refinancing and, and uh, put, I guess, uh, this company in a position to be able to be spun out in November 2017. And so we, we did a lot of financing on that end. And now we're off and running as a separately publicly traded company. Would you mind just providing the listeners with a history of Consol Energy? And, um, and then also if you could just highlight the relationship between, um, well, I guess just starting out with the history would be nice first. And then we can talk about the, um, the MLP that you guys have. Sure. Well, if you, if you look at Consol Energy, we are a 150-year-plus-year coal company. And back in, I guess it was mid-'90s, we spun out and created a little CNX gas company that was there. So primarily, we've operated as a coal producer in seven to eight states. And we've had you know continuous miners. We came into the longwall business in the late 70s, early 80s. We started building long-term coal mines with great infrastructure that we saw was going to be around for the long run. For an example, the Pennsylvania Mining Complex, we actually started development on that in 1982, and we started longwall mining there in 1985. It's the best complex, I think, in, in North America today. When you look at it, it's built to operate and sustain itself in any regulatory environment. We've spent over $2 billion in capital to build it. But when we take on projects like this, they're built for the long term. We don't have a short-term vision for coal. We like to think of long-term, and we like to build the infrastructure that has the capacity to add more. And that's what we did with the Pennsylvania Mining Complex. We had a significant event for the company in 2013. It was the first time that we had sold a large portion of our coal company, and we had the divestiture of our northern West Virginia longwall coal mines, which was five coal mines at the time that uh, we sold. We continued to operate Buchanan, Pennsylvania Mining Complex, and the other coal operations that we had. Now, the reason for that was at the time, you know, we were looking at, at how we could grow the EMP business. The EMP business, as you know, Consol Energy, at that time, we had an EMP business and we had a coal business. A lot of the investors were a little bit confused about what they owned and what they had. So we started thinking around 2012 or 11, how we could give more clarity to that. So we began to sell off some of the coal assets. We kept the ones that were obviously very important to us and important to our strategy going forward. If you look at our market strategy, it's unique and different from others. We actually saw the match rule coming to 12 years ago. We started a process very early of targeting those power plants that not only were they going to run, they have made significant investments in environmental controls, whether it be scrubbers or other means, and they were going to run at a higher capacity factor than others. So that was one driver. The second driver was those that we would have transportation advantages with. You know, we're serviced by both rails, Norfolk Southern as well as CSX, and we wanted to primarily operate on the East Coast, which is in close proximity to where we operate and where we have those advantages. So we did that. And then, of course, in 2015, we were looking for ways to continue down that path. 
and that's when we created the MLP or the Master Limited Partnership. Now, the thinking behind that process was this is a way that we can divest the rest of the coal properties that's in the Pennsylvania mining complex, and we can do that through this vehicle, which is the MLP. We will drop 20% a year in, so it could take us up to five years, but maybe sooner, depending upon if we could do a larger drop. So we went out and successfully had an IPO. We formed that company in June or July of 2015, and we were up and running. Now, as you know, second half of 15, first part of 16, there was a huge downturn in price, and we had to make decisions there that it was just very hard to do a drop of the Pennsylvania mining complex that was both accretive to to CCR and Consol Energy, the parent company at the same time. So we kind of put that on hold. We did do one small drop of 5%, and that's currently where the infrastructure sets today. They own a 25% undivided interest in the Pennsylvania mining complex. And that's kind of a real quick history of where we are. We uh, also tried a sell, outright sale process of the coal assets. I will tell you there was a lot of interest. There was interest from the institutional buyers. There was interest from private equity firms. The problem was most of the institutional buyers that really wanted the operations and understood how great it was uh, didn't really have the wherewithal to buy it because they'd been through bankruptcies and other things, so they didn't have it. The private equities who honestly had the money and could afford to buy the complex were looking for a much lower price or valuation than Consol Energy was able to take. If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, visit the website at thestockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes. So go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click membership at the top. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.